What is up, guys? Welcome to The Real Build. I'm your host, Bill Ryman, your broker builder. What I'm going to be doing with this show is actually showing you guys what exactly you need to look for prior to buying, building, selling, or even renting a home. I'm going to bring in some of the top people in the industry so we can dive deeper into discussion about these topics and really give you guys the tools you need to learn and know prior to making one of the biggest purchases of your lifetime. So with that being said, guys, welcome to The Real Build. So welcome to The Real Build. I'm your host, Bill Ryman, your broker builder. And today I have a guest coming from Addison, Illinois. She founded Foremost Improvements in 2018, focusing on commercial and residential construction. She came from a sales and customer service background, which has enabled her to see this market from a customer's perspective and as such saw the need for quality materials and service, which I want to get into. She is OSHA 30 certified and in 2019 graduated from the Hacia contractor training program sponsored by the state of Illinois DCEO Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity. Foremost Improvements is a current member of Hacia Federation of Women Contractors, National Roofing Contractors Association, Chicago Roofing Contractors Association. There's a lot of these national women in roofing, the National Association of Women in Construction, and the U.S. Green Building Council. Mari Madrigal, welcome to The Real Build. I hope I got your last name right. How are you doing today? Good, good. And you, Bill? Good, good. Well, <laughs> it's actually Madrigal. Okay. <laughs> but as I say, for you gringos, I try to make it easy. Um, <laughs> So, we make everything easier. I told you, uh, you know, me rolling my my R's and stuff, it wouldn't sound good on this podcast. So we'll stick with <laughs> we'll stick with Mari for now. Um, I'm glad to have you on. I'm uh, me and you have been trying to do this for a while. Uh, you know, me and you first connected probably three weeks ago now, and uh, had some good long talks about the construction business. I'm very impressed with what you're doing. Uh, and your growing company, you started your company just a few years ago. So, uh, you're grinding hard. So I'm glad, glad to have you on today and finally have the ability to, uh, talk some roofing and a little bit of remodel stuff that you're going to be getting into as well. So thanks for coming on. Uh, what I always like to get started with obviously is your background. So who is Mari? Just a Panamanian who decided that roofing was a good thing to do. <laughs> um, no. So, yeah, I am originally from Panama and Costa Rica, and um, I immigrated here to the States almost eight years ago, and I sort of happened to fall into construction and um, kind of fall in love specifically with the roofing industry. So, um I was in the sales department for another roofing company and, and, you know, a few years ago, I decided to launch my own. So that's just a little bit of who I am. And, and you coming from, so how'd you end up uh, in outside of Chicago? How'd you end up living out there or moving up there after leaving or you, you came from Panama. So how'd you end up in Illinois? Um, well, I traveled a lot. I was actually um, 
living in Mexico and Central America prior to here. And um, long story short, I ended up here because of my ex-husband. Okay. So, um, and that's actually how I even got into the industry. Um, they uh, owned a, a construction company, specifically roofing. And then that's sort of how I also ended up getting into this. Okay. So that's basically how you chose construction. You ended up, you know, with your ex-husband, you learned the business and the trades and everything. How long did, did you first initially work in the construction field prior to starting your own company? So I was working with them while I was working in the industry for five years prior to essentially since, you know, a little bit after I got here, I started helping them out in the sales department. Um, and it's just something that ended up becoming pretty natural to me. Um, and I fell really in love with it. And construction here in the States is very different mm -hmm. than anything that I'm used to in Latin America. Right. And, um, so really how I, I got into it is that um, I'm the kind of person that I don't like to half-ass anything that I do. And um, when I would talk with my clients, I mean, I didn't know anything about <laughs> construction here. It was so crazy. I didn't even know what siding meant. I mean, that's how bad it was. And so my clients would ask me and I didn't want to look like a fool and not know what I was talking about. And I wanted to be educated in order to educate them. So um, I really, you know, I'm Hispanic, I speak Spanish and a lot of the crews, you know, are Spanish speaking. And I just started hanging out with the crews. Whenever it was one of my projects, they were doing the work on one of my uh, houses, the roof remodel or the, the exterior remodel. I would take coffee and donuts to the crews. And that was really the beginning of my career. And I would just ask them questions. I would hang out and I would just watch them. And I would ask them everything under the sun, the moon and the stars. And then I started taking a lot of courses as well um, because I really wanted to understand what it was and to be able to explain things to my clients. So, um, and I got more and more and more and more interested in it, like really found it to be fascinating. So, it's, I mean, that's impressive too. And the one thing, the key thing too, is you actually hanging out with the crews, learning from, from experience being out in the field and seeing how things are done too. It, it, I'm very similar in a lot of ways. Obviously I grew up in the business. I, I saw being on job sites, even as a little kid, I saw how everything kind of works and functions within the business too. But I mean, going off of like one of my past stories, like with no experience was, uh, I actually sold cars at one point. I've said this story before, but I had no idea what I was doing. I, you know, I knew I could sell stuff. I was like 19 or 20 years old, but, uh, I knew that without the experience, I wasn't going to be good. So what did I do? I went and grabbed every brochure in that place and learned every single aspect of those cars, wrote it down on notepads until it really stuck in my head. So what I'm getting at with that whole story there, and then I ended up becoming a top salesperson too, just off of learning and then also progression, going out, looking at the cars, being opening them up, looking at everything. And it's the same thing with construction too. You know, I tell people there's a difference between book smart and field smart and actually having the experience out in the field versus being educated with it through a book. Field experience is the most important 
experience you can have in this business. I mean, there's nothing that compares. If you know what's going on on an actual job site, like you took the time to do, that's, that's huge. And that's what differentiates you from other people. And that's, what's getting you ahead right now too. So it's impressive. No, thanks. I mean, like what you were saying about what you were doing. I mean, I think that that just shows the same, like you take initiative. And I think that it's just with everything in life. If you really want to learn, I mean, I absolutely believe that education is key, but mm-hmm. at least me, I'm a very visual person and I'm a very visual learner. And I think that that's also from out of, out of a necessity. I mean, I, I didn't even know where else to begin so for me, the easiest way was, hey, the crews are here. This is my client's project. I'm here. I would bring them lunch. And, and you know, so I just say that coffee, Dunkin' Donuts is how I started in my career because <laughs> I swear I would take them all. I would take them a dozen donuts. And then they're always like, oh, you know, thank you. Today's iced coffee it was a really hot day or, you know, it was it was fun. And, and I became friends with them and they really were the ones who educated me and, and and really gave me that actual practical knowledge of why things were done in a certain way, because like I mentioned, it was completely foreign to me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's huge. And I mean, you actually taking the time too to, you know, get them Dunkin' Donuts and coffee and stuff and learn like that's what i'm saying too to actually take the time because you wanted to i mean you wanted to learn you weren't you loved the business and you saw that you're like okay i can do something with within this business and not many people do i mean there's so many people out in the in the world especially now times are busy times are good you know, that just see construction as a way to make a quick buck or not, I shouldn't say quick buck because it is a lot of work, but they see, see, you know, construction as like, okay, I can build a house. I can manage that. I can do that without an issue and make some money. And then most of the time they don't know how much legwork goes into this business and they don't, no matter what you're doing as a roofing contractor, you know, this is, there's so much work that goes into it. So many steps, so many things and people you got to manage and make, make sure that they're doing it right in the way that you want it done correctly and hiring the right people too. There's so many different steps and things involved too. And I've seen builders come and go, come and go in my area, and especially times like now after when things slow down, which they will, you know, a lot of these guys will be gone and the guys that actually did it the right way you know, they're going to be the ones that last the longest and somebody like yourself too, you're going to still be doing roofs and you're getting into remodel work as well now too. So let's, let's talk about that a little bit. So you're doing roofing, you're tapping into possibly getting into remodels, but let's start with roofing a little bit. What are some of the projects you are doing? Just kind of talk about that, what you're doing over, I know you're in Chicago or outside of it too. What do you, what have you been doing? I know besides shoveling some snow and stuff like that. So that, yes, this winter was crazy. I mean, yeah. so many ice dams going on. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy what's been going on this, this winter, but thankfully we're having a break and now it's like 37 degrees. And for us, that's summer. I walk outside <laughs> This is summer. It was for 85. It was 85 here today. <laughs> uh, too hot for me. Too. Yeah, it was hot. Yeah. 
but so obviously, of course, right now, because we don't, we're not doing uh, new construction yet. So we're just um, doing re-roofs. And um, the majority of our work at this time is steep slope, which would be the shingle work. Um, And so we don't do that during winter. It's too dangerous. You know, snow, ice, it's just not a good recipe for that Um, safety. And then just, you know, for the quality of the roof as well. So we typically have a little bit of a lull in active production uh, during winter, but um, you know the majority of the time that's what we are doing. We're doing re-roofs, we're doing residential, we do full roof tear-offs. Um, in some cases, you know, we'll do mitigation for some clients if they have uh, an emergency that they have, like they need tarping or um, repairs for larger projects. We're starting to get more into the commercial sector as well for roofing, um, and still doing steep slope and then doing slow. S- low slope, which would be, you know, what they call flat roof. Um, It's not technically flat or shouldn't be. But, um, and that's really what my passion is. I mean, I, I love construction as a whole, but I don't know why, but roofing in particular just really makes me excited. I, I, I love it. Like I will, in my time, as much as I can, I'll read up on roofs and I'll and I'll read the NRCA, you know, repair manual, and I'll really get into that because, again, I want to be knowledgeable and and I want to learn and and I still hang out with the guys and I still ask them things. So, so roofing is what we've mostly been doing. We also do um, we do a good amount of siding as well for residential work. Um, siding, so mostly exterior, you know, roofing, siding, gutters. And um, recently we have been uh, branching in to doing more of the remodel work that you were mentioning. So um, we've had a lot of clients, uh, they're really happy with our work. They really like working with us. And um, they've been asking us to, you know, be able to do some of that interior work for them. So done a couple of small residential interior remodels and uh, recently got the opportunity to uh, possibly tap into a couple of larger commercial remodels. Nice. So that's exciting. It's a challenge, but I mean, this whole thing has been a challenge since I started. So I figure, Hey, why not? But of course, one of the biggest things for me, I think is, is not biting off more than you can chew and actually being prepared for what it is that you need to do. I, I don't, from the bottom of my heart, I don't believe in just taking on jobs just to, hey, just for the heck of it and to make a quick buck. Um, because, I mean, what's the point? You know, what's the point if, if, if you really aren't prepared and if you don't have at least a good amount of knowledge and know-how to it because you're just going to leave the client hanging. So again, I think that you do have to have that preparation, but also being able to surround yourself and have the good group and being able to really work with a good team in order to do that. So that is something that we are um, looking into right now for the interior work, for the remodels. See, I love that too. And me and you actually talked about this uh, in the past. You by you saying not biting off more than you can chew. I'm a big advocate on that. I've been actually. I just had a phone call with somebody too, and then it, it's you know not taking on so much to where you are overwhelmed to where you can't deliver the same amount of quality that you always do, and and still deliver that same experience. Or you can't. You know, you get to that level where you can't 
deliver that customer experience or that quality of, and that's the reason those customers are calling you to do a remodel because they love their work. Well, I mean, it's, everything's a, it takes time. And me and you have talked about this too. It's, it's just, don't rush into everything at all at once, maybe. And, and you're, you're getting into that remodel world and, and starting maybe with one project, see how that goes. If that project goes really well, then you can go on a two, two turns into three, four, five, then you're taking on six at a time to where everything's step by step by step in this business. And there's a lot of, I see it in my area builder wise. I mean, there's new builders that are building 30 plus houses right now because they're getting, they're doing it so cheap too. And mm-hmm. they just taking on all this work and it ends up Rob, Peter, pay Paul. I always talk about that because, and then the guy, when things slow down, the guy in the back end, the customer gets burnt, the last guy or the people towards the end. So it's just, I'm big on what you said. Uh, you know, just taking on enough you can handle where you maintain that quality because we're such big advocates on that too. Especially mm-hmm. in the luxury home world, you cannot skimp because in cut corners, and especially if you have that reputation and you're building that reputation too. Back to the guy I was just on the phone with, he's asking me to cut costs, do this. Can you do this? I really want you to do the deal, but this other builder is this much less. I said, no, I, I'm not going to cut my costs. So why, why should I, why, you know, we deliver a good product. I go, I don't know what the other builder does. I really don't. I don't know what he's going to do or how he's cutting his costs so short. I don't know. I can't speak for him. I can speak for us and who we are and why we're going to deliver a good product, why we are what we are and so on. And so it's just, I, I'm a big, I agree big time on what you just said right there. No, I, yeah, that I could probably talk for hours about that, about the go right ahead. (laughs) No, no. And you and I have talked about it and, and I'm, you know, kind of uh, circling back a little bit about, you know, not biting off more than you can chew. I think that it is important. And something that I personally am learning too, is that finding that, that balance of like what Richard Branson is the one that said, and I always remember this about if you get a really good opportunity, say yes, and then later learn. Um, I think that that's a part of that's really important, but I think it's also knowing, okay, where are my biggest weaknesses and where is it that I need to, yes, say yes to an opportunity, but at the same time that I also really need to make sure that I am capable or that at least I'm going to hire the, the right people that are capable to do that. Because, you know, like we've talked about quality for me is just, imperative. I mean, that is something I don't care. I don't really give a part of my friend. <laughs> if, if, if you want the job, but you want me to cut all these corners because it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't align with what it is that I want. And it doesn't align with the name and the brand that I want to build. And, um, but, you know, again, it's being able to find that balance of, okay, where do you do take opportunities, you know, and, and something that you actually encouraged me, which I, I thank you for was about saying yes to an opportunity. If you remember that mm-hmm. I was very apprehensive about, but, um, you know, it's learning to also step out and, and like you, you know, as well as I do that construction industry is not a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, 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 there's just, it's a lot that goes into it and you're building something that, you know, people are going to be in. It's not, 
which is very different than other industries. There's a lot of responsibility that goes into it and doing things right. And, you know, making sure that, you know, like for example, for me and roofing, if I don't put on a roof right, um, like I have, I've had a couple of clients that are like, no, can you put it on? It's not cold enough. And I will tell them, listen, I don't want to put it on yet. It gets already too cold because here we have these crazy long winters and then February, typically we have strong winds. That's usually when you have roof blowoffs. I'm not gonna do it and then risk having to then go do a repair just because you're in a rush. Like I get it, but I've turned down jobs from people like that because I say, I know that it's not gonna be done right. And I just think that would be a disservice to do something just to you know do good by the client immediately and yeah yeah no that's that's 100 percent right too it, it's because when you when i mean we get it all the time too with clients demanding so they want it done or you can go just go ahead and move forward but it, it's part of the process i mean they if you know how to explain stuff to to them in a way that they will understand you know it's almost kind of goes back to setting the expectation too with clients because there are a lot of pushy people that, you know, will push you into something or say you can, I mean, like even with your going back to the remodel thing, you taking on that one job can lead to a second job, but you just, you're, I, and I like where you're at is your focus is going to be on that one job to start. And, and you can probably easily go do 10 jobs right now too, if you really wanted to, but maintaining that and people are, are probably bugging you to do those jobs, but you want to slowly get into it, do it the right way, maintain your quality and then go to the next job too to start and with your roofs too not jumping into a roof too early because it's too cold or whatever we don't experience that in florida but um you know it's just you holding off because you have to because you don't want any issues uh we do that too and and when you have more of a passion for quality and doing things the right way than actually just putting money in your pocket that is what makes you different uh there's not a lot of people out there that are willing to do that. There's a lot of people out there that are just want to take on as much as possible, put as much in their pocket and don't really have a conscience of what happens later on, you know, and, and their reaction to the cuss pissed off customer, or I don't care, whatever, be pissed off. My voicemail's full. You're not going to get to me anyway. You know, how many contractors probably have full voicemails that, you know, just, they don't care. Their office phone goes straight to voicemail with us and i'm sure you're the same way you know we we want to answer all the customers questions i want my employees in in the office to be able to answer them if they can't do it to a certain extent then it goes to me where i can i resolve the situation but we're always there to resolve a situation and that's what this business is all about is just we're constantly on a swivel you know, we're constantly dealing with something. You're always on your feet. You're always on your toes, I should say. <laughs> There's always something. That's why it took forever for me and you to be able to record this episode because we're constantly dealing with stuff, but we deal with it. We do it right. And we want the customers happy in the end. That's the difference. Oh, and I can imagine, especially with you, I mean, because you, what you're doing is from the ground up. Mm -hmm. um, I can only imagine how many calls and all that, but it's, but it's important. Yeah, maybe one call and something that I've talked about with a couple of my other colleagues is, you know, I've had some clients or some other colleagues and then they're complaining, oh, this client is calling me and asking me all these questions. And 
Now, you know, as well as I do, sometimes some clients ask a lot of questions, but the way I, and you know, sometimes I have a little less patience than other times, but at the end of the day, what I always try to remember is that this is what we do for a living, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we know, we know what we're talking about. We know why this and why this and how this works and so such and such, right? But it circles back to that whole customer service and being there for the clients. And and because sometimes clients have concerns about things that maybe they aren't necessarily an issue, but because it they don't know that that should or shouldn't be there it's being able to tell them and and it's and it's really why I actually started learning more about the construction when I was starting out and hanging out with the subs was because the clients would ask me something and and I genuinely didn't know they would tell me hey this looks wrong and I I literally didn't know if it was I mean of course there's some things you can tell like oh my god there's something wrong with it <laughs> But, you know, more of like details, um, you know, of a trim here or, a, or a, you know, little things like that, that I didn't know. And I didn't want to just give an answer just to give an answer. I wanted to give them an educated answer because I do believe some clients don't really care. Some clients are like, you know, I trust you do your thing. Other people really want to know. And um, other people are scared to ask questions. So I think it's important to be able to that's why it's important to know a little bit about what you're talking about so that you can educate people about maybe why this is a better option or maybe why we should do this instead of doing that. And I think that clients tend to really appreciate that um, honest, you know, feedback. Yeah. They, and a lot of clients too, they just want to be heard or acknowledged first. Mm -hmm. They, they just want the acknowledgement. Like I, this is a prime example too, right. When you were saying everything you just said, I got a, I got a customer that just popped right in my mind. Cause I've been, he's, he, he wants an answer. Uh, he texts me, he's the type that'll, uh, cause every customer has my number. Cause I deal with them all from the very start. He'll he texted me at nine 30 last night and said, Hey, sorry, it's late. Sorry to bother you. But my AC, you know, is at this temperature and it won't go down to this temperature. The AC's at 74 degrees. He's trying to make it down to 72. I'm in my mind. I'm like, give me a break, you know, like, come on. It's nine 30 <laughs> at night and you're upset. Your AC won't go down two degrees right there. You got to kind of pause and say, okay, most of mo more than likely he, he wants a response. So you just have to give it to him and say, okay, we'll deal with it. And, and that's what he likes about us too. Or me personally, is I always respond to him and you always overthink things. Most people, it's a natural thing as a person is where you're always overthinking. Like this guy wants me to go there and fix this right now, this and that, but that's not true. He just wants a response. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm not telling everybody that's listening to respond to customers at nine 30. Most of them aren't texting you at nine 30 at night. Yes. Uh, it's just this specific customer. I know how he is. He just likes a response. So I responded. I said, yeah, we'll deal with it, but we'll take care of it tomorrow. 6 30 a.m i got that same text hey man i have this set for 69 it's at 72 so their ac did go down to 72 <laughs> it's a big house you know and and there's obviously something with the system or something and i and i called my ac guy right after that around business hours and uh <laughs> and and took care of it and i text him back at seven i was like hey just you're gonna have to call the ac company when they open because i'm the middleman they're gonna want your number your information and 
he didn't respond, but he, that's what he wanted was a response. So getting into what I'm saying is in the end, if you're there, you run a business honestly, and you, you help your, you're always there for your customer. You help some stuff with customers too. You have to draw the line. Uh, I mean, obviously there's going to be some stuff that's just crazy. And you're like, come on, like really, you know, but a lot of them just want to be taken care of. I mean, that's the thing. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, you know, we, we all have certain customers. I mean, just like anything in life, in any circle of life, we're all going to have different people that we deal with that some, you know, it's just, it's just, nothing's going to happen. Right. No matter mm-hmm. how much you respond or everything. But I think, yeah, like what you were saying is really important. A lot of them just want to know, I think, you know what it is. And I came, I was really thinking about this recently is I think that they want to know that you're still going to be there. Like, for example, this is a project I'm assuming that you already finished. I don't know if it's Mm -hmm. one that you sold or one that you built. We built. Okay. So, but technically the project is done, right? Yeah, correct. He's in warranty. Yep. Exactly. So I think half of the time that it is that they, is they want to know that, that you're still going to be there because something I've been, I've really, I've come to realize a lot is that, in the construction industry, I mean, man, we have a really bad reputation and 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 horrible, especially in the roofing industry. It's crazy. It's like some of the horror stories I've heard. And and so it's understandable some of these clients' hesitation because um, for example, like I never told people that we're perfect. I mean, I strive so hard and I take it personally. If there's ever, I'm like, poof, if it's a Sunday, I'm, I don't, I don't care. It's like, cool. I know, I know things you and I know things happen. It's mm-hmm. construction. And, and, and something I'm starting to realize more is that it's okay. If there's a, a, you know, a callback every now and then sometimes you miss a little thing or sometimes but people want to know that they can still count on you. And especially after the fact, like, like what you got, I recently with all this crazy winter and I'm not afraid, like I had a client and we recently did her, her project and everything. And, um, she, she messaged me and she showed me a photo. She's like, Hey, the gutter, it's like coming out, like leaking on this one area. And I was like, Oh, sometimes with the winters, that's, that's natural. Like, don't worry about it. Well, as soon as, you know, the ice clears, we'll have somebody come right back out. And, you know, if we need to reseal it, um, that's one out of multiple, right. Every now and then you get those. And, um, and then her first thing that she responded to me was, Oh, thank you for replying. And, and so then that really made me think, of course, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I mean, of course I'm going to reply, but it made me realize how exactly what you're saying. People sometimes, I think, especially once the project is complete and you've, and they've paid you, they want to almost make sure that you are going to live up to your, to your word. And that if you do tell them that they can still contact you and that you do have, you've given them warranty, I think that they almost want to put that to the test. Not that they're making things up for you to come and fix, but it's just that they want to know, hey, this person is reliable. They they do live up to their promises and I can't contact them if I do have something that comes up. Yeah, because if you think about it too, because uh, we do have a bad name in the, this industry, uh, like you said, yeah. because a lot of people, some way, somehow, have been screwed in construction. I don't, you know, it could have been a small thing, and mm-hmm. that little thing put a bad taste in their mouth too. 
So going off of what you said with, you know, even with the warranties, if you're responsive and you just answer them at least, or, I mean, you don't have to answer at that second unless I, with me, see, I learn the customer. I know how they are and how, how, what they want, you know, this guy, he wants a response. That's it. Uh, other people, they, the response can wait till business hours. So, you know, you get these different breeds a customer that kind of just take different i have customers that they need their hand held i have customers that are very stern i have customers that are think they you know they know they can build the house themselves or they know you know you just you have there's so many different ones and you learn that the more you're in this business and how to talk to them and deal with them too but it's like like we were talking about the most important thing is they just want to be taken care of and when you give them an actual good experience with building or roofing or any remodel project it goes a long way because they're like okay maybe this isn't as bad uh mm-hmm. i don't know how many horror stories i've had customers come to us and they're like we built a house and uh out in uh, Colorado and it was just horrible experience and I'm like well I hope you don't have that with us we're going to do this this and this you know but they're on kind of on their tippy toes talking mm-hmm. to you because it's in the back of their mind that I've been screwed once is this guy going to do it too he kind of looks you know like kind of sounds like the other guys you know so <laughs> it's just getting around that having everything up front expectations and producing as much up front as possible to make them feel comfortable that's huge. I mean, that's what I try to do is just try and make them as what, what can I do to make your experience better? What can I do up front to make you feel more comfortable with building with me and not think I'm going to screw you or run off with your money and leave you with a house that's just block, you know? So (laughs) for sure. No, yes, exactly what you're saying. I mean, I've had countless horror stories and 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 that's why I, I really do try to put myself in their shoes when they're so hesitant and they're so apprehensive or if I feel I'll even sometimes ask I mean well what I'm, one of the things I like to ask clients from the very beginning is you know have you worked with another contractor before well first if we're replacing the roof have you ever had a roof replacement before you know maybe what are some of the things that you liked about the experience or some of the things you disliked and or straight up what are you looking what what would you hope? And I like, what is an ideal contractor for you? Like, what do you hope to get? You know, of course, aside from a, a new roof and, you know, a good job and not, what are other things that maybe are important to you? And I like to ask people straight up questions because I mean, for one, for me, it's all about learning. I think like you're saying, you know, you get to learn your customers and there's some customers that I won't ask. There's some customers, of course, you know, you learn how to read, of course, body mm-hmm. language too. And there's, there's some clients that are just, no, yeah, I saw your reviews. I like you, you la la, you're certified this, that, do my job. And you're like, okay, other people want to know everything. Mm-hmm. Why, where, how, when, is that, <laughs> what? <laughs> I said, I got one of those. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have more than one. <laughs> and, 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 and then sometimes I'll even have clients that they're apologizing. They're saying, Hey, Mari, I'm sorry. I'm asking so many questions. I'm like, look, actually, and I mean this, I would almost rather a client that asks me questions because I always tell them one, it makes me know that you actually care about your project and that you're invested in this and that you are interested. Now, of course, if, if you're, if, if it's going past a certain line of too many questions, you know, I'll say, Hey, look, there's certain 
you know, but um, I think ultimately going back to what you were saying, people just want to understand what it is that's going on and want to be understood. And a lot of people don't know maybe what you and I think is basic. There's yeah. some times that I have to catch myself and I'm like, oof, that's basic. But then I think, okay, yeah. this is what I do for a living. This is not what they do for a living. Yeah. And going off that point, too, I mean, they don't know. And there are so many steps in the process that they don't really know. But we kind of go into it like this is normal. We've done it over mm-hmm. and over and over and over. And it's like you get so used to that. But and especially in where I'm at, too, it's so seasonal. There's a lot of people that aren't here throughout the full entire process. And, and they're spending a lot of money to build a house and they're they're they want to be in the loop as much as possible because when we're asking for draws and stuff like that, they want to know what's going on. So I'm trying to implement more and more stuff to keep them in the loop. You know, I have very good people in the office that are very organized and, and keep every, uh, the girl I have in the office now, I mean, she literally prints everything, you know, and then every email is printed every, she keeps books on everything, which is good. We have hard copies. We have email copies. We have, you know, it's like, we're not losing what that conversation was, you know, which is a good thing in this business, especially dealing with custom homes and everything. And, and even in roofing to any part of the construction business, it's just, is the organization is key. Uh, the more organized you are, the better the experience is going to be for you and for the customer too. So that's, it's just huge what you said and just keeping everybody in the loop throughout the most you possibly can is, is big time as well, which we try to do all the time. I'm involved in it. If they don't understand anything, usually that call comes to me but I try and let mm-hmm. it at least go through two other people before I, I get involved and, and let them handle it. But, um, I'm, I'm a very, sometimes I, I think I'm a shrink, you know, I, I, I have to talk people, <laughs> have to talk people off the, off the ledge a few times, you know, just <laughs> to make them happy again and, and have an understanding of what's going on. And I'm mm-hmm. con- I constantly deal with, them. I'm dealing with a contractor. Now we're building his house and, you know, he's talking about home automation. I mean, there's a lot, he's paying, spending a lot of money in home automation and he's trying to, him as a contractor, his mind's like, okay, why do I, why am I paying this builder this much when I can do this myself? But now I got to explain me knowing home automation that everything ties in together. That's why you want it all installed all within the same process throughout the build because it'll all tie the system in together and it'll function better as well. So just explaining stuff as much as possible. That's, that's key too. Oh, it's, it's, it's really important. I mean, and something that I've, that I've started, well, not started actually, I take that back. I've pretty much always done because for me, it's, it's, it's just what I would want. And, um, but I've been getting a lot of feedback lately. I think because I've been doing it, I still I've been I've done this for the residential sector, and now that I'm I'm branching, I'm growing more into the commercial, um, specifically like the com- roofing uh, in the commercial side. Um, one thing that I really like to do, which is part of keeping the client involved, is I love 
to send photos. I mean, we'll mm. do a photo log. We'll do like, if we're going out there first, if they want an inspection of what's going on at the roof, do they need a roof replaced? Do they just need a repair? What the heck is going on? Well, for one, I started doing that because most clients aren't roofers. And some of these roofs, you can't even see them from the ground. You don't know what is going on with them. So I like to document, 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 take a lot of photos because then it also, you can share that with the customer. I mean, I love being able to share the before, the during and the afters with the clients. And then I think, well, it really educates them and I'll send it to them. We'll, you know, we'll send it here. Uh, we'll create like a really nice log. And then if they have questions, you know, we'll, we'll tell them, we'll explain it to them. But typically they don't ask that. They don't have a lot of follow-up questions because they're pretty self-explanatory. But one of the other reasons that I like doing that is that I think that it further builds trust with the clients because they see exactly what's going on your roof, like their roof. They see exactly like they don't have to worry about if they're not there, if they're not around, are you actually going to do what you said you were going to do? You know, are you actually going to do a full tear off? I mean, because of some of the horror stories that I've heard, I mean, it's, it's, I've heard horrible things <laughs> that I'm thinking, how the heck can anybody do that? And they were like, nope, look, yeah, exactly. We tore off the roof. I mean, anyhow, so I like to show that to people because especially at least in the roofing industry, you don't always get to see what's going on. You know, I could have quoted you for CDX plywood and then put on OSB, which is much cheaper. And then I really don't like that product. Um, <clears throat> So certain things like that. So I think it keeps them involved. It lets them know what's going on. And then a lot of these clients also find it fascinating after they'll, they'll ask me, oh, hey, I didn't even know my roof looked like this. I didn't even know this is behind my siding or, oh, this is interesting. And, and I think that it's also something that then you can help with your cell and your future cell because the clients really get to be a part of that and see what it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. No, it's huge. Uh, it's keeping them in the loop because people do want to see what's going on. They do want to be able to, I mean, they want to be in the know because they're spending so much money. That's the mm -hmm. thing. It's like, even with us in the building and too, it's if I kept it under wrap, which we could, because a lot of people aren't in town all the mm -hmm. time for only at certain times, but you know, we keep them in the loop. Obviously, us moving forward on the project and doing things the right way is how we get paid too, because it's draws and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, we want to do it right, get it done, um, make them happy. And that's what it's all about, too. So um, one thing I wanted to talk about with you, too, uh, just kind of your process a little bit, but also let's go back into your the materials and everything. You've said at Foremost Improvements, we have been building dreams and remodeling futures by striving for excellence since day one. Whatever the task, our team is prepared and eager to get it done with the best possible materials and expertise. So just for somebody going in your area to do a new roof, what, what should they expect, you know, as a customer material wise, what should they be looking at if a roofer is doing a uh, new roof in their area or, or replacement or shingles or whatever. Yeah. Well, for like we talked about for me, quality is probably one of the, is one of the biggest uh, things that 
are important to me. And of course, it depends on what, what the client's looking to spend, what their budget is. But for me, there are certain non-negotiables that it doesn't matter if you're putting on maybe um, a lower quality product, which again, there's a certain quality that I won't go lower than. But for example, here in the Midwest, there's certain things because we have the snow and the ice. I mean, they're just your basic like ice and water shield. Like we like to go above and beyond and we'll always put, even though it's not required by code, we'll put double two rows of ice and water shield because I just think it's going to last longer. I don't build extra for that. It's just I want to make sure that that roof is going to last a long time and that we're not getting calls for leaks or ice nam, anything like that. Right. And of course, I think for homeowners to be able to really do their research too and find out if the contractor is certified with any of the top manufacturers. Right. Uh, because then typically if a contractor is certified with uh, a leading manufacturer, they'll be able to offer extended warranties and that gives you a little bit more peace of mind or if they want to then sell their house in the future, they can typically transfer that warranty over as well. Right. So I think it's important to do your research, not saying that the homeowner or the client has to become a roofer, but to do a little bit of research in that sense. And just to even ask questions, uh, what is it that you're putting on my on my property? I have some uh, clients that know exactly what they want, exactly what brand they want, but that's more, that's few and far between. Mm -hmm. Most people don't. They expect you to give them an answer and they expect you to give them a recommendation. And say for, for us, for example, there's certain manufacturers that we like to use and we won't use some of the cheaper ones. Even if people ask me, I know that that's a very inferior product. I will not put it on. I just won't. I'll recommend them to work with someone else because it's not even about a dollar amount. I know that that roof, that material is not going to last. And in a year or two years, they're going to start having issues, right? So um, again, I think that just doing a little bit of research on that is very, is important. Yeah. And going off what you said that you will not use cheaper products. I deal with that all the time too, is where I get people that we want you to build our house, but we have a budget and we don't want to do this. Can you cut out this or maybe do that less on this? And I won't, we won't do it. I tell them that I go, I'm not willing to do it. Our reputation is for quality. We do higher end. I mean, that's what we're known because we do the higher end stuff because it lasts. You know, you do the cheaper stuff. You still, we still have to carry the warranty as the builder. Exactly. You know, if something goes wrong, like I can be using MDF on the floors and instead of using wood for baseboards, I can be using MDF and they get it wet and we're in a we're in a wet climate here in florida all that stuff's going to expand or absorb and like a sponge and blow up and and we're not going to do that we're actually we're going to pay the extra for wood even though wood costs are through the roof we're still doing wood base we're still we're not cutting corners behind the walls we're doing better insulation the more expensive insulation we're doing um, different things in the ceiling we're doing spray foam up there back to the insulation and then we're doing different we're giving appliances we're doing just on our standard allowances we're doing thermidor over like KitchenAid or samsung and stuff like that like some of these we're starting higher end so it's like i tell these people that's who we are that's why people go with us and to be honest, I mean, some people are like, yeah, I just want something basic. I, you know, it's a house that it's a vacation home right now. But in the future, they're going to think when they do build that final home, they're going to remember what I said. And I've had guys, you know, and girls tell me that too, is they're, they go to me, they go, 
you know, one day when we're ready and we want that high end home, we'll contact you. But right now we just want something small and easy and simple and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I appreciate that. So a lot of our business is long-term in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways, which I've learned. Uh, You know, I was very, I wanted every customer now and, and that was it. But now I'm learning a lot of it is play long-term and also just take the people that mesh better with you uh, as well too. Don't be desperate. We kind of brushed on this a little earlier because, you know, it's just, you get with the wrong customer, it can just turn your business upside down too. So. Oh, absolutely. And and I don't even think that say, for example, for us, at least in the, in the remodel or, you know, re-roofing, I don't want to be stuck or have a client be stuck and not be able to work with us. I mean, I'll tell client, look, what do you want? Good, better, best. And, and I want to be able to offer those, but even my good is, is I have a standard mm-hmm. for it. I mean, and yeah. there's just a standard and anything below my good, I just, I am not willing to put my name behind that. And, and, and because that's ultimately what I tell client, I'm like, this is my baby. I believe in what I'm doing and I'm building this long-term and I can never go home knowing that I put something that just isn't good quality that I being in this industry, I know because some people think, well, it's just a shingle. No, it's not just a shingle. I mean, there's, it may look the same, but there's different quality. And I think that quality, and of course, a lot of people say, well, the installation, no, absolutely. Installation is, is huge. You need, mm-hmm. you could have the top, top line of the product. And if it's not installed properly, you're going to have issues. So you need to have both. But I think it's exactly what you're saying is just telling people that, and not everybody wants it. I have had clients that are like, you know, I am, I'm really just, I just need something quick and easy and I need something cheap. And, and I'm like, you know, and that's okay. That's, I'm not, we're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. And, and it's something that I've really had to focus on, even though I am very new and I am growing and, you know, still, still relatively small, but um, when I really think about it, like, am I, am I doing it the right way? I just have to remember, okay, what is my end goal? Not where I am right now, but where, where do I see myself? And, and, and then that's what keeps me and, and makes me want to just stick to my standards. And, and of course, within giving people those options, I mean, I'll always, I'll try to make it as accessible as possible, but it's, you know, I'll have, I'll have some clients that tell me, no, this is my dream home. And I want the best of the best. I want this to last for years and years. Other clients are like, no, this is in the meantime, I just want something that's very good. I don't want, you know, um, something that's just going to fall apart in a few years, but so that's why I think it's really important, the communication and finding out exactly what it is that the customer wants and what their goal is. Like for me, that's one of the most important questions. I always ask them that, what is your goal for this project? Straight up, what do you want out of this? And 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 where do you see yourself? Do you see yourself living here or renting this building or what it is? And then I can try to help you find a solution. And if for some reason, one of the solutions that we have just doesn't fit your budget or your project, then it, it it's okay. And I think that in the long run, even though nothing's going to be perfect, but it's at least you're aligning yourself with uh, clients and projects that fit, that you can mesh better together. Yeah. Just like you said, you're setting that standard of who you are and what your company is. You're not bouncing all over and taking every on every single job there is. You're, you're setting the standard of, I am a quality roofer. I am a quality remodeler. 
I'm not going to change or go outside of that standard. That's the difference maker. I mean, if we, if we were bouncing all over and doing lower end and then doing higher end and then doing medium, but still giving people okays to do lower end, taking less money as a builder and, and do just hopping all around that, that reputation of that higher end there's people. And it makes me feel good when I hear this, there's people that come into our office and say, we've heard you guys are the cream of the crop. You guys are that high end luxury builder because I, the branding of putting that in people's heads that we are mm-hmm. that high end, we are that builder that does it the right way. We are that. And then also putting it in customers heads too, by constantly showing up when they need me or constantly showing up when they do have an issue and getting it corrected and and not making them wait two three four weeks to have somebody go there and and our subs our subcontractors know who we are too and how we expect our work to be done and handled and so on too i mean you know it's just it's it's that that putting that in people's mind goes a long way and not going outside of who you are and your brand as a company and your belief as a as who you are as a company it's it's it makes a huge difference and right when you do that and you make that change in consideration for somebody then it kind of goes backwards too and and it's like i was talking to you about before we got on this podcast the guy guy i just dealt with you know, why can't you cut your costs down or why can't we cut the cost here, here and here? If I would have said yes, well, do I have to say yes to everybody now? Why, why him? Why, what makes him different than the eight clients I currently have that I'm not cutting my costs and cutting down other things for too? We don't need to do that. I mean, and it's, and it's not bragging or anything. It's just who we are as a company and our, and we earn that money. I kept telling them we earn what we charge, you mm-hmm. will see that in the over long haul. We're in this for the long haul in this business. So, you know, especially down here, it takes two years to build a big house. So, you know, we're, we're in a long-term relationship. We earn the money. So. That's awesome. And I think it's awesome what you're telling people like that straight up, like we work for it. Like we mm-hmm. earn that because then this is what I also tell people, like, you can hold me to that higher standard. I want you to hold me to that higher standard because, you know, I want to charge according to, for one, the quality of work that we do, and then the level of service too, because um, we, like you, all, everybody has my number. I will always answer. Of course, if I can't, you know, if it's a ridiculous hour, then I won't, but um we're always available. So it's being able to have that peace of mind that, yeah, we're not sketchy. I I have nothing to hide. Like you can call me when the project is done. And if you want to just chit chat, you know, and if I have time, let's do that. But it's being able to really offer that full service to the client, like exactly what you're saying with what you guys are doing. I think that that's awesome because especially you are building that name and you make, you get to maintain that level that high level that people it's not for everybody. And I think that that's fine. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't want everybody's business. Some people's business isn't the right business for us. 
Yeah, highly agree on that. It's it, we're not meant to work with everybody. Unfortunately, as human beings or driven entrepreneurs, we want to have every single job come our way. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I cringe every time I see another builder sign in front of another <laughs> job that I talk to the people, but it is what it is. I mean, they, they went with that builder for a reason and you get over it and and you, there's another opportunity around the corner. And it's like law of attraction too. You can't keep looking in the past at why shoulda, coulda, woulda, or how I didn't get that one person mm-hmm. when there's more opportunity around the corner, you ask for it, you shall receive it. You know, that's the thing. There's always opportunity some way, somehow, especially in the, in the world today. So it's, that's what it's all about too. I wanted to, one question I wanted to ask you, because I mean, you are building a company, you are uh, just, I mean, you're killing it and obviously you're, you're growing and so on too. I mean, being a woman in the construction industry, uh, there's not a lot of women running, running a company like yourself and so on. What are some challenges, uh, to being a woman in the construction industry that you've had to face? Let's start there and then we'll get into the benefits that you deal with as well. Um, yeah, there definitely are, are challenges. Um, I mean, I think in general, construction has a lot of challenges. I never, I don't know, I never like to to make it such a thing, oh, I'm a woman in this industry. I mean, yes, and it is true. And there definitely are huge differences. That is not what I want to lead by, but I mean, it is the truth. And people always tell me, they're always shocked when I tell them what I do, people always ask me why, like, that's the first question. No, but that's it. Everybody always asks me why. And at first I was like, okay, but why don't you ask me something else? I mean, you wouldn't ask a, a man that, but then I'll say, you know, it's a good opportunity to maybe share a little bit about my experience and yeah, why it is that I am doing this. I mean, I would say that perhaps one of the biggest challenges, which I now really also find it to be a blessing in disguise is that whether we like to admit it or not, um, it isn't like you're saying, it's not the most common. And, and the more and more I talk to people in network, the more I realize that it isn't that common. I mean, there are a lot of really badass women in, in this industry and I'm starting to find more and more of them. Um, but something that people will ask they'll, you know, they'll always ask me, okay, what, why it is that you're doing? And I feel that I will get challenged a lot more than perhaps a man would. Um, I'll get asked certain questions more, especially in roofing. You know, you, you don't really ever see a woman up on a roof and I will get up there. Of course, you know, I'll check the, the work I have as much as I can. If it's a project that I feel comfortable getting up on, I'll be there with the crew. Right. But, and at first I used to get a little bit like, gosh, why, why so many questions? Like just, you know, we're here and and let's just, what it is, like if I'm meeting with the city inspector and we need to pass, you know, talk about an inspection. And then after I was looking at it, I really started to think about it. You know what? It's actually, maybe it is a good thing because that is forcing me to really know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And and for me, I take it as a challenge. Okay, you want to ask me? Okay, then that's good. And I'm not saying that I know everything. Uh, far from it. There is so much that I need to learn. And, and I'm not afraid to ask. And, and, and that's why I like to study. And I still ask. And I, and I have mentors. And um, I talk with my crew members. But I think that that perhaps is one of the biggest differences that I have seen 
is in being challenged. But again, I take that I mean, I take it as a good thing now as a challenge, because then it makes me really want to be sharp and to make sure, you know, just to constantly remind myself, okay, if there's something that I'm failing in or something that I'm lacking in this area of knowledge, then I need to go and I need to sharpen up in this area. Like, man, I really should know that. And you know what? Oh, I don't know, but let me ask. And, um, and, and then I think a lot of people have also, they're okay for us to ask questions. Like, it's okay. It's not, that's something that I've had to learn too. And to not be like, well, I don't want to ask questions. Sometimes I'll get in my head about that. I'm not going to lie because I think, man, I'm a woman. And if I ask questions about this, then people are just going to be more like, oh, she's a woman in this industry. But you know what? I'm talking with a lot of men too. And a lot of men who are not, don't do this. You know, it's a lot of people who also don't know. And I think it's just a matter of being open and willing to want to learn more. And it just constantly reminds me of why I'm doing this. And then I, and then I'm like, yeah, I want to do this. I genuinely want to be in this industry. And, and I tell people I'm not doing this for fun. You know, women ask me too, like, oh, where's your husband? I'm like, well, I don't have one right now. And I'm doing this because I wanted to. And, and I believe in being able to do, create something that I'm really proud of, right? So I would definitely say that that has been the biggest challenge for me in that sense of sometimes, you know, people don't really take you so seriously until they have a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. So then that also the flip side that makes it be really cool because it's opened up other doors but people maybe they think oh you're young and and you're a foreigner and and sometimes people by just looking they'll be like well what is this chick doing here and and then I'll have a conversation with them and I've had a lot of people then it opens up more doors for me because they're like wow you actually really know what you're talking about and hey anything that you that you need you know assistance with or or it, can I introduce somebody to you so I think that that's really been the um, con, which has become a pro and and just being able to really work with that. Yeah. And, and just here, I mean, you have probably a lot more knowledge than a lot of men do in this business too. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, and, and you're an entrepreneur. I mean, you're, you're pushing <laughs> It's true. I mean, me just getting to know you and talk to you too. Uh, you in your experience and your drive too. That's a separation factor. No matter if you are a man or a woman, I mean, if you have that drive, you can do whatever, anything you want to do. And and you're proof of starting a company in such a short period of time and now expanding too. And now you're on the verge of getting expanding even more into remodels and stuff like that and doing st- stuff and and continuing your growth too, as a woman as well. And it's impressive. I mean, you know, the construction industry is all what you make it. I mean, there's a lot of men that fail in it. There's women that are in it too, that fail, but there's women that are doing a lot, hell of a better job than the men that are in it too. And you're, you're earning a lot of respect from the men because you're, you're running a team of them more than likely on these roofs, but your knowledge of what you're doing too is impressive to them you know, that's the thing. They want somebody that's knowledgeable and, and runs the show and knows what she's doing and talking about. And you've been doing that since day one. So, I mean, props to you on that, uh, in the growth and continuing to, you know, go into the remodel world now too. I mean, the sky's the limit for you. I mean, you talked about that when we first spoke. So, I mean, you are what you make the company and you're doing a hell of a job at it. So I'm clapping. 
<laughs> no, Bill. Thanks. I mean, sometimes I don't feel like anything. I mean, sometimes I have to step back and remember. I mean, I'm. I really never did this for any other reason than I kind of fell into it. And 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 you know, like speaking of one of the benefits I think of of being a female in this industry is that. I've had a couple times actually last year, a couple projects that uh, we were running behind schedule one. It was so windy. It was this commercial project. I mean, and it was crazy. And the guys, you know, they were, we were, everybody was kind of stressed out. We were all a little bit, the weather was, you know, kind of beating us. And I was there. I mean, I like to typically be there at my projects, especially, um, and I was helping, like this was, this was a commercial project, but it was shingles and, I was helping the guys. I mean, I don't know if you if you've ever ever attempted to carry a bundle of shingles. They are yeah. heavy. Yeah, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. I am not. I'm not like as badass as them that I can just like put them on my shoulder. No, I'm not. Not there yet. But um, I was helping load them onto the little cart because we had to carry them through the elevator up to the building. And those things were heavy, but I mean, I was there. I was like, you know, guys, you guys just stay up there. They were all hands on deck. And I was like, I don't want this. You know, it was, it was, the weather was just crazy. And I was just helping them and running up and down and just carrying, like loading the stuff. I mean, my nails broke and I like to get my nails done. And, and, and I was like sweating and I was just all like, Oh my gosh. But, and, and then at the end of the day, I was like, gosh, you guys, I have a newfound respect for you. I mean, this is brutal. And it was awesome because they, at the end, they were like, you know what? we have never ever had a boss they didn't even this is what i love the most they didn't even say we've never had a woman they were like we have never had a boss help us or help or even be part of the project the way that we've seen you do that here and and i was and and it happened to me twice with another crew with a low slope project it was something very similar um the project ended up being a little bit more complicated and i was there with them as they wouldn't let me because they were like no 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 but i was trying to help them and like in Spanish, you call them a chalan, the like the little helper. So I was like, I'll be your chalana and, and just running back and forth with them. And they were like, just stop. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna go buy you guys lunch. You want some more coffee or Red Bull? What do we, what do we need, you know? And then they're like, just stop. And, and then at the end, it was the same thing. And, and it just, ah, those moments, it just like made me feel so good because they were like, you're kind of badass, you know? And they're like, the same thing they're like it's not a woman thing they're like you're there helping us and I wasn't trying to do it for oh I need to prove anything nothing I was just we were running behind schedule and we needed help and I saw that they were tired and and if I could help and as much as possible um for me that's what's important and that's one of the reasons why I love being actually on my projects I mean I hate office work to be honest I love being on the field and 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 being there with the crews and and selling and being with my clients and um not it's, it's been it's been an interesting an interesting uh, ride so far but I love I really love it and and I'm excited I'm excited to see what happens and what more there is to learn and and grow and you know <clears throat> maybe in the future I'll be your competition I'll be the new builder on the block. There you go. no i love that and i yeah i love it that's the difference maker though i mean what you everything you just said that's what separates you from 
other competition too. I mean, you're willing to put in the work and the leg work and, and, and it's impressive. So, I mean, that that's awesome right there, what you just said. And, and I mean, you're making an impact with your crew and, and doing the things that a lot of, a lot of owners wouldn't do too. And, and it makes a difference and it just shows your passion towards what of your passion towards what you do. And that's why your growth is going to continue to grow. Like I said, so very impressive. I love it. And, getting towards the end here um you know we've covered a lot so this has been awesome first of all so uh, i appreciate that but it, getting towards the end, i always go into a personal question and i've actually made a little series off this question i love this question it's my favorite on the show i ask everybody is what about you personally you have built an amazing company and you continue to build an amazing company that continues to grow what lessons have you learned throughout your journey that we should all apply to our own businesses or our own lives that can help us grow oh man so <laughs> <laughs> i tend to get that reaction from everybody deep question oh what oh, gosh i mean Something that I, I would say that that has it's been with me that for me is really important, which is probably my my biggest core value is is about being honest. And um, and I mean, honest in a, in a lot of ways. For me, that is something that's just fundamentally important. Being honest with with the clients, being honest with yourself, um, you know, being honest with your crews, being honest with 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 just in general. And it's not like, oh, that's, we're going to be perfect in that sense. Because I think if we're honest with ourselves to begin with, okay, what it is that I want, what is it that I'm going to do? What is it that I want to share with my client? And I think that a lot of our growth and our business and, and where it is that we go after that comes from that with what it is that I want to do. Who am I? What, what do I want to share? What, like, what do I want to do? And, and why is it that I'm doing this? And then to be able to explain that to the clients. And then, you know, going back to, I, I think honesty is, is just like being honest in the sense of look, look, hey man, our, our lady, I can't do this project, you know, it's just a certain level that I'm not comfortable with right now. And I think that that will really define us. Um, I don't know, for me, that's just, I, I think one of the biggest, the one of the biggest things um, that also leads to good communication and, and really, and asking questions. I think asking questions is, is key, which ties into honesty. I, I love to get answers and I love to ask questions because I want to know, I want to know what is it that, how can I help you? What is it that, um, that you're worried about? What is it that you're scared of? What is it that you're concerned that we might not do right? What is it that um, you're, you're looking for and you're hoping? Because I think honesty and communication just really go hand in hand. Um, and I mean, there's so many other things, but I think that those are probably the, the, the two biggest on my list. Well, they're, they're huge in general, just because, I mean, if you're not honest and you're not running an honest business, it's your, it's going to catch up to you eventually. That's the thing. And honesty is key in every business too. And just being honest and upfront with your customers, because let's face it, a customer can sniff out a liar, especially, you know, if it's somebody that's successful that you're dealing with too, they've been there, they've done that they're successful for a reason uh you know they know business they and now they're like with me they're building their their one of their dream homes and and they know bullshit 
you know, they can smell it. So it's, it's, it's like, you know, and just being honest and upfront with people. Yeah. At times you don't want to, there's times you can say, well, I can say it this way and it's just going to smooth things over fast. But most people, when you are honest and upfront with them, they respect it. Uh, sometimes they may not like it at first, but they're like, yeah, yeah, this guy is honest. Now I can trust them. You know, they're, and you, when you are honest and you explain how you're going to deal with that situation, that bad situation, say it happens and you're honest about it. And then you explain how you're going to deal with it. Majority of the time it ends out up working out for the best. And majority of the time when the project's over, they're pretty damn happy. Mm-hmm. So I'm big on what you said. For too. sure. For sure. My biggest residential client that I was later she you know they told me and they're they're like family now and and they told me that they're like one of the reasons we chose you is because of your brutal honesty they're like you even told us some things that we didn't really want to hear and um but you still had the guts to tell us and so they're like and they told me this after the fact they're like that's one of the reasons that we chose you because we knew that you weren't going to bs us Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's cool because I, I mean, like you're saying, sometimes it is difficult. Sometimes it would be so much easier to just say, yeah, 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 yeah. But then at the end of the day, I mean, you're just doing a disservice and 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 clients are always going to know they're going to find out. And I think that once they catch you in a lie, then it's really hard to get earn their trust after that. Goes downhill from there every time. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Another question I always ask, most people talk about your past. Let's talk about your future. Where will we see Mari in 10, 15, 20 years from now? Who will you be? I told you, foremost builders. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> foremost builders. And, you know, I don't know if, if I don't know if, if you could stand the, the heat if we go to Florida as well. So maybe we'll stay <laughs> on this It's a big side. state, plenty of opportunity. So I'm fine. You know, and it's warm. So I don't blame you for getting out of Chicago. It's too cold for me. <laughs> you know what's weird? I'm from Panama and Costa Rica. I mean, Costa Rica is beautiful weather. Panama is mm-hmm. unbearably hot. And I love winters. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know, I know we're, we're rambling, but um, I love, I had never been in snow prior to moving here. And till this day, I'm fascinated by snow. I think it's the most amazing thing ever. And everybody here thinks I'm crazy, but it's beautiful. It is. Yeah. And especially if you live in Florida, you know, you get used to not having a, a snowy winter and, and yeah, you kind of, when you look forward to seeing snow, if I, if I, I'd love seeing snow, unfortunately here in Southwest Florida, it never snows and never will. And if it does, uh, something's wrong with the world. <laughs> if we do get snow here, I'd be a little afraid just happened in texas yeah so you never know uh so i can't say it'll never happen but yeah i mean it's no and i give you a lot of i i do see you that doing that in the future i mean especially where you're kind of on the pathway you're going and everything if you become a custom home builder i'd be happy to have you as competition so (laughs) i mean it's 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 really we're trying to build like my my goal is to build a brand you know i i want to and this is what i was telling my my customers you know when they asked me well why should we trust you and they know they're like you haven't been in business that long are you gonna go out i mean maybe hopefully not but i'm gonna work as hard as hell not to because this is not a hobby to me i don't have a plan b and i don't have 
another little trust fund to fall. No, I mean, I'm doing this for good, for life. And, and I want to build a brand and I want to also be able to um, have other women uh, feel comfortable to be in the construction industry. I mean, yes, some things are scary. There's some things that are scary to me still and, 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 and they're scary to ever, anybody, but um, I feel that this is a space that there's a big need. There is a huge need for, for detail and for more honesty and for more quality. And I think that I'm not just saying, oh, just women can feel that. Men can absolutely, men, female, females. But I would really like to see um, more females feel comfortable to be within this industry. It doesn't have to be roofing, but just the const construction. I feel that women, we bring other other strengths to the table. I feel like we're very detail-oriented and... Um, it would just be nice to have more females that we can collaborate with or work together and and just to see that really good um, mesh of male, female. And um, <clears throat> that's something that I, I would like to do and, and to definitely be able to branch out into uh, separate different industries as well within the foremost branch. Yeah, I agree with you. And to have more females in this industry would be huge because you do stuff better than I can possibly do. As a man, I'll admit that you do have your qualities of, of different, you can do it better than we can and so on too. And, and they do, we do need more women in the industry. We need more younger people in the industry. There's a lot of different aspects of construction that, you know, we're, it's changing. It's a changing business. Uh, there's a lot of room for growth in this business too. And, and there's a lot of room for new changes and new ideas and so on too. So yeah, I'm for, all for it. And that's why I, I loved having you on today for sure. My last question, uh, this is what the show's all about. What exactly do people need to look for when let's say redoing a roof or remodeling a home and why should they choose Mari as their roofer slash remodeler of choice? Well, like I said earlier about um, making sure that the quality is there. Uh, for me, certifications are very important because it shows that you have gone through additional extensive training and being able to back that up with good work. Because if you're certified with a certain manufacturer, they have inspected your work. They know that you're not just putting on half-assed uh, roofs or siding or like the project is being done better. So for me, that's very important, You know, making sure that the person is properly licensed, bonded, and insured. That's huge, especially when working on roofs. The homeowner doesn't want to be stuck with that if somebody, God forbid, were to fall off, right? And um, something that for me, I think homeowners should ask, and one of the things that I like to tell clients about is, again, communication. And I love that. I really like to be communicative with the clients and, and tell them what's going on, answer all their questions and to really be there. Some people need them, you know, they need to be handheld through the project. And, you know, that's okay. I think that that is one of the, the biggest um, benefits of working with us is that we will always take your calls. We'll be there for you. You know, we'll give you the information. There's nothing that we're, we're hiding. You know, you can contact us when, when things are over and um, <clears throat> just being able to really be a resource. And I, I've had 
people that just ask me questions because they feel embarrassed to ask probably a man. And, and, you know, I've even had a couple um, men that ask me, Hey, you know, they see me put up a ladder. And if I'm with someone, they're like, Hey, I noticed that you put the ladder this way. And, and I never make anybody feel bad. I'm just, you know, I like, Hey, yeah, you know, you have to put it, you know, and I explain it to them according to your height and how you set it up and different things like that. So um, it's for me, it's about building. And I'm not, I know it sounds corny, but I really mean it. And I'm not saying it to sound corny, but I build long lasting relationships with my clients. Like I love that. And the majority of our clients are referrals. I would say nine. Yeah. Almost like 98% of our clients are referrals because people will continue to contact us and call us back. And people always tell them when you call me, I don't want you to call me. You're not going to call me for a leak. I want you to call me to invite me to your barbecue, you know, and, and, and they do. And, and, and it's just being able to be um, that's what I want people to feel access that there's an easy accessibility to the knowledge. If you have questions, you know, don't feel afraid. Don't feel afraid about asking your, whether it's with me or with another contractor, it's okay to ask questions. And I know lots of times business owners or homeowners feel stupid for asking questions, but I always remind them, this is what I do for a living. This is not what you do for a living. So it's, it's okay. Um, so you should feel comfortable to ask. And that's what separates you from uh, the thousands of contractors out there. That's why you're going to have a lot of success in this business. That is for sure. And you already are. I mean, you're already doing great. You're already expanding. Uh, I mean, it, this, this has been great. Uh, I mean, I was, we've been trying to do this for a while, so I'm happy to <laughs> okay. finally, no, you're fine. It was me too. You know, our schedules are nuts. We're in, we're in the industry. So I uh, find finally got you on here and I'm happy that I had you on. This has been a really good, uh, really good episode too. So last thing to where can people find and connect with you? Uh, so LinkedIn, I only recently, I'm a little late to the social media game. <laughs> Um, a little old school like that. I love meeting in person, giving hugs. Um, but yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn and um, it's, Mari, well, spelt Mary, H Madrigal, or you can look under Foremost Improvements, our website, foremostimprovements.com. And I'm also on Instagram, the same as Mari, spelt Mary, H Madrigal. So awesome, Mari. This has been uh, amazing. I really do appreciate your time and taking the time to do this too. Uh, it's been awesome. You did a really good job too. I think that you said this was your first podcast. I would have never even known. (laughs) So you did really good. I really appreciate you coming on today for sure. So, and thank you everybody for listening. Obviously you guys know the routine, like comment, share, uh, five stars only review this. Just all you got to do is take three seconds and type this podcast is awesome on iTunes And I really appreciate everybody listening and I will see you guys on the next episode. Thanks, Bill. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. You're awesome. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Real Build. And guys, if you would just take a little bit of your time to write a review below, I'd really appreciate it. It doesn't take long. Obviously, reviews are going to make this show be heard by more people. And that's what we need. We need to get this out there. So please write a review, share it with your friends and family. And thank you so much for everybody that's listening. And I'll see you guys on the next episode.